Welcome home to the best Gamecocks podcast around Gamecock Nation, Next Gen Gamecocks. This podcast is run to give light to all Gamecocks athletics. In today's show, we will talk about a few key commitments the Gamecocks have landed for the class of 2024. Then, we will look at a record broken in women's basketball. Finally, we glance at some other sports results from this past week. Now, ladies and gents, grab a towel because a storm is brewing. You're listening to Next Gen Gamecocks. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode. We have reached episode two, and I cannot thank you guys enough for the love and support we received on the first episode. Uh, We surpassed 10 listens the other day, which doesn't sound like a lot, but uh, this is my second time doing a new podcast and so anytime you can get more listens than you expect it's a good time and and it's definitely something that kind of wasn't expected a lot of you know uh in the first episode of my last podcast you know people were excited to listen to what i had to say you know one of their friends finally had a podcast it was on spotify it was on apple Podcasts. it was this cool kind of exciting thing and so this time around i didn't fully expect a lot of listens i expected kind of close friends and family maybe five or six um and we surpassed 10 last time i checked we had 11 which once again doesn't sound like a lot to outside listeners and to a lot of people out there listening that's probably like oh okay like it's just 11 but to me when i fully expected five or six to almost double that number um was really really surprising really really awesome to see i definitely uh, appreciate the support and i ask that you hey like share follow comment make sure that your friends know about next gen gamecocks make sure your friends follow us on twitter at next g gamecocks i know that that can be kind of confusing that that G is separate from the Gamecocks, but it is separate. Um, you know, Twitter, you can only have a certain number of characters in your um, your at, and next-gen Gamecocks is one character too many. So uh, we're, we're stuck with the weird G for gen um, in the Twitter. But I promise if you look up next-gen Gamecocks on Twitter, we do pop up. Um, you might have to look for us because we're kind of a smaller, kind of lesser-known Twitter handle, but, you know, we're getting going. We've been... A Twitter handle for two weeks now. We've been a podcast for two uh, a week now. This is the second episode, but like I said, um, really, really appreciate you guys showing the love and the support. And I ask that you tell your friends to tell their friends about Next Gen Gamecocks. If you haven't been paying attention, the football team has had an exciting week in the recruiting trail. The class of twenty twenty three is finally starting to wrap up, um, and we're finally starting to get into the class of twenty twenty four. So. If you weren't paying attention this Sunday, I know that there was a women's basketball game, and so that that kind of might, maybe if you weren't paying attention super closely, uh, might would have overshadowed this commitment. But huge, literally and figuratively, um, commitment for the Gamecocks. uh, Four-star offensive tackle Cam Pringle from uh, Woodland High School down there. Uh, in the low country, the number one offensive tackle in the country for the class of 2024. He's the number one player in the state and the number 46th player overall. Those stats are coming from 24-7 sports. Um, and, you know, just being a junior, I think that there's a chance that maybe 
He could potentially be upgraded to a five-star. You know, sometimes there's still development that needs to happen. There still needs to be um, progression in the rankings. The rankings will change 100 times between now and this guy actually gets on campus. Um, But he's a huge, huge pickup. He picked the Gamecocks over uh, Florida, Tennessee, Clemson, Georgia, and NC State. So definitely some big-time guys. Um competing to get this this recruit this guy but he is staying home in the state of south carolina um and from what i've heard from a couple different people um close to him and his family that that playing in the state was important to him and playing near home was important to him so i think in the end it kind of came down to clemson or carolina and i think he made the right choice you know if you look at the trajectory of gamecock football how could you not want to be here and playing for Beamer and company right now? I think that with all the hype, all the, you know, the social media videos constantly blowing up. And I mean, Spencer Rattler's video that he posted announcing he was coming back has like 4 million views on Twitter. I mean, <laughs> who on earth doesn't want to play for a fan base to get you 4 million views on a video? So definitely uh, a really, really big pickup in the class of 2024. And another pickup in the class of 2024 happened yesterday afternoon. Uh, four-star tight end Michael Smith from Savannah, Georgia, committed to the Gamecocks. He's the number six tight end in the country, the number 10 player in the state of Georgia, and the number 134th player overall in the class of 2024, once again, according to 24-7 sports. Um, you know, there is so much depth at the tight end position now. You know, we we kind of had that scary moment a little little bit ago whenever – it was like, oh my gosh, Like we lost Jaheim Bell, we lost Austin Stogner, we have no depth. Obviously, um, Nate Adkins graduated. And so we went from having like three pretty reliable, solid tight ends to zero. And the Gamecocks have responded by picking up, um, what is it, two so far in the class of 2023, and potentially four, uh, three with Nicholas Harbor um, potentially committing talk about him a little later on we picked up Trey Knox from from the portal we picked up another tight end from Florida in the portal cannot remember his name for the life of me I apologize um and so finally in the in the class of 2024 we pick up Michael Smith a guy once again there's a potential for him to get upgraded if he has a big senior year but um you know kind of this time of of their high school careers and this time of their development they're probably not going to get upgraded too much. There's, you know, a little room to grow, especially for a guy like Cam Pringle, who is the number one offensive tackle in the country. Um, there is still room for um, improvement. And, you know, the Gamecocks are just getting started. Obviously, you've got Dante Reno, who kind of highlights that class so far. Um, and those guys have been so vocal on Twitter, honestly. You know, I think that those guys do more recruiting than the coaches do because, you know, as a former college recruit, as a former college athlete, like you want to play with guys who want to play with you. And so to see these guys constantly being on Twitter and on Instagram, um, just tagging other recruits, uh, the guy they're really getting at now is um, Josiah Thompson and Mazo Bennett. And, you know, once again, those are, that's the number one uh, wide receiver in the state another four-star, and the number two offensive tackle in the country and the number two offensive tackle in the state um, in Josiah Thompson out of Dillon. So, you know, once again, these guys are doing a lot of recruiting. We saw it a lot with the class of 2023. A lot of those guys like Pop Howard, um, Ume Azolo, really doing a lot of recruiting, keeping people um, up to date. Obviously, you know, Lenora Sellers, after he committed, said that 
literally the only thing that he talked about all week when he was at the Shrine Bowl was South Carolina, and these guys were recruiting him to come to South Carolina and play for Shane Beamer. And he said that in the end that like that had a really, really big role in his commitment from flipping from Syracuse to South Carolina. And you see it a lot now with Nicholas Harbor as well. Those guys are blowing up his Twitter. I'm sure he gets a text message from them every single day. He played with a lot of good, those guys at the Under Armour All-American Bowl. So I'm sure that they talked about that a lot um, while they were there and while they were competing together down there in Orlando. So uh, speaking of Nicholas Harbor, his commitment date is February 1st. So that is a week from today. Um, I know that there was a little bit of panic in Gamecock Twitter and around, honestly, around college football the other day whenever it was posted on Harbor's Instagram that he was in Boulder. But then it came out that his dad was like, no, he's at school. So I'm not necessarily sure if that's something to where maybe his Instagram got hacked or, or or whatnot. You know, you see that a lot nowadays. You know, most people know at least one person that has had their Instagram hacked. Some people know multiple people. So maybe that's what happened. Maybe it's not. Maybe he was just kind of teasing the idea of it. Um, but from what I've heard, it's pretty much done and dusted. I think Nicholas Harbour is probably known for a while where he's going to go and, you know, he's just waiting for signing day to announce it. I know the Gamecocks had an in-house meeting with him and his family on Tuesday night. Um, you know, from what I've heard, that was a positive meeting. And, for you know, I think what a lot of people are hoping is that that's the, that's the seal, the deal, that's, that's, uh, that's the nail in the coffin so to speak and and we'll hear in a in a week that he's going to be a gamecock and the gamecock will 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 finally land that that fifth fifth and final piece to that offense to accompany guys like tree like um trey knox who's coming in from the portal mario anderson jr who's coming in from the portal um which by the way I had the honor to talk to him the other day so mario if this comes out uh, and you hear it uh it was a pleasure talking with you the other day uh, he's very, very excited to be on campus. He is super excited to get a chance to prove himself at the Division One level. Um, I, I know Mario through uh, kind of a mutual friend he played with at Anderson. I played with him in, in high school, and so we kind of uh, met on campus, and, and we kind of sparked the conversation by talking about that. And he's a really, really great kid. He's really, really excited, and you know, he, he's he's going to be a guy that I think surprises a lot of people. And he's going to fill a hole in that running back room that Christian Beal Smith and Marshawn Lloyd left. And I think he's going to do it very, very well. So excited for him, excited for that whole group to be able to get out there and prove um, what they're worth and, and prove a lot of people wrong in, in the doubt and in the skepticism of the running back room. But speaking of the portal, the Gamecocks picked up Eddie Lewis, wide receiver from Memphis the other day. Just another guy to bolster that passing attack. Um, I posted on Twitter the other day that we had Lewis, we had um, DeCarion Jorner, we had AB, we've got Xavier Leggett, we've got Trey Knox, we've got Murray Anderson Jr., Lavasia Carroll, Juju McDowell, oh yeah, and Juice Wells and Spencer Rattler. So I think that the 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 possibility of the offense being absolutely elite next year is very, very promising. And those are just the guys on the roster so far like there are still guys out in the portal that could commit there are still guys in, in recruiting like nicholas harbour um and elijah caldwell three-star wide receiver who are still thinking about the gamecocks who are still potentially um going to be on campus next fall so i think that that as as from an offensive perspective i think there's a lot to be excited about i think dowell loggins is going to have a Lots and lots of reliable options, lots and lots of guys he can count on to make a play uh, when the Gamecocks need him to make a play. 
Um, and I think that that's something that's going to send the Gamecocks into the next step. And, and I think that that's going to really put a lot of pressure on the defense to step up and perform. You know, it's a defense that... Um, not, I don't think they underperformed this past year. I think they kind of performed exactly where everybody thought they would be, being a, a very, very good pass defense and, and a very kind of mediocre run defense. And it won you a lot of games. Like You look at the Tennessee game, it, it won the Tennessee game. You shut down uh, Jalen Hyatt. You shut down Hendon Hooker, who, you know, God, I hope he, hope he gets better soon, gets injured in that game and, and isn't able to finish. But you shut him down, and in the end, their defense couldn't stop your offense, and our defense stopped their offense enough to give us a, a win against the Volunteers. And I think that that is going to be something that the Gamecocks have to improve on going forward, uh, not just from a pass defense, but especially from a run defense, solidifying that defensive line, solidifying the running, uh, the linebackers, filling in the gaps, filling in the holes in the running game. I think that that is going to be the goal in in the next couple of years, maybe not next year because you've got so many younger guys and you've got a pretty depleted defensive line, um, especially after Jeff Coat wasn't able to come in. Um, which I've heard some rumors about that. I'm not necessarily going to address that on the podcast because, you know, it's hard to know what's real and what's not real. But um, I saw a rumor on Twitter and I tweeted about it. So if you're really, really interested, you can go to my Twitter page and look at that. But um, just stuff that you don't want to hear and, and stuff that unfortunately in the past has not been something that Gamecock fans are unused to. And it's kind of something that the front office has kind of always been uh, not a problem, but difficult with with some of the recruiting stuff so i hope to god that's not what actually happened and that maybe he just didn't get accepted and but you know i, I think that's probably what happened but like i said if you want to know you can go to next gen game Cox on twitter and you can read it for yourself i'm not going to address it anymore on this podcast so uh just stuff you don't want to hear um but we're gonna we're gonna move away from from the football field we're gonna move away from from what really makes game fans exciting i i know that you know, when you think of South Carolina, most of you think of football, but a lot of you think of women's basketball. And a women's basketball record was broken. Aaliyah Boston on Sunday against Arkansas uh, broke the double-double record. Uh, she now has 73 and counting as the Gamecocks took down the Arkansas Razorbacks. I was at that game, and, and being at the game, you know, I was so taken back by the play of Zaya Cook that I didn't even really realize what was on the line. Because, you know, everything Zia Cook touched went in the basket. And so I was kind of like ooing and aahing over the fact that she couldn't miss and she was having such a good game that all of a sudden they came over on the loudspeaker and was like, oh, by the way, this is what just happened. And everybody was like, oh, sweet. Um, you know, but to talk about that game from Sunday, that, that, that was a dominant performance from South Carolina's women's team against a very good Arkansas team. Um, that was Arkansas's fifth loss on the day, or not on the day, on the year. And so it's, that's, I just, man, I think that we overlook a lot of the times um, when South Carolina beats a team by so much because it's like, okay, well, yeah, you know, they're South Carolina, they won by a lot, whatever, it doesn't really matter. But that was an Arkansas team that had put LSU, the only other undefeated team in college women's basketball, to the very, very last minute and lost, not not on a buzzer beater, but pretty much on a buzzer beater by a final score of 76 to 79. 
So, you know, that's a very, very good Arkansas team that shoots the three really well. They run the floor really well. Um, they, they were kind of sloppy on defense, and I think that that was more because of South Carolina's technical ability, their their fundamental ability to rebound the ball, to score in the low post, and, and then knock down shots from behind the arc. And so, you know, I think that the Gamecocks now are kind of in a lull. You know, it sometimes you can get, get these big, big games like the Arkansas game, and then you'll kind of lull down, and then you'll come back whenever we face uh, UConn on the road and then LSU at home, and then we'll kind of lull back down, and then we'll really ramp up as we get into the SEC tournament and then obviously into uh, the national tournament in March. So like we keep saying, everything's in front of the South Carolina team. I, I think that, once again, it, it's national championship or bust with these girls, and I think that right now you'd, you'd look like an idiot to bet against them because – you know, maybe it's going to be something to where we see a couple flaws against LSU and UConn, but I don't. I gosh, I mean, I don't know what you could pick out right now as as your flaw, and so I think Don Staley and the girls are are in a very very good position where they need to be right now, and and going into these last not like couple weeks of the season because I think that there's still going to be a a ton of basketball left to play for these girls, but coming in towards the back probably quarter of the regular season going into tournament play. But like I said, record broken. Aaliyah Boston now holds the double-double record with 73. We're going to move away from football and basketball and get into a couple other scores from around Gamecocks Athletics next. I've said many times that this podcast was put together in in the long run to give light to all athletics, not just basketball, baseball, football, but everything. So I'm going to kind of give you a rundown, and it's probably names that you'll never hear that, that are Gamecocks, athletes, and and maybe even competitions you didn't know, even know existed. But we're going to start off with indoor track and field. Um, South Carolina hosted the Carolina Challenge this past weekend where a bunch of schools from around the Carolinas and around the, the southeast came to – uh, Columbia to compete in a bunch of different indoor events. Um, you know, it's pretty cold outside, so I don't necessarily think they're going to want to be outside very much. I know I don't necessarily want to be running around outside too much because it is very, very cold. Um, so I'm going to kind of read the list of, of South Carolina winners. I'm not going to get into who won every single event because there was like 30 something. So to save time and, and to save, um, words and boredom because I don't necessarily know what all of these mean. I will try to learn as we go, but like you guys, I've never really heard these names before. I've never really known of some of these um, events. So uh, I'm going to read off the winners that are from South Carolina. In the women's 600 meter, Jayla Jamison. In the men's 200 meter invite, Evan Miller. In the women's 200 meter invite, Jayla Jamison. In the men's 400 meter, Edward Richardson. In the men's 800 meter, Jack Minch. In the men's one mile afternoon, Jackson Dawson. In the men's 3,000 meter invite, Rodrigo Amaral. Women's 5,000 meter, Mary Joseph. Men's pole vault, Dylan McCarthy. Women's pole vault, Emma Stone. Men's shot put invite, Dylan Taggart, women's shot put invite, Kathleen Young. 
South Carolina also won team events, women's 4x4, 400-meter invite, and men's distance medley. So, uh, once again, we've got some winners in the uh, track and field department for the Gamecocks. Um, exciting times for them. I know that they're kind of getting ramped up as their season um, is finally getting going in the spring, and um, I'm sure they'll move outside eventually. I'm not necessarily sure the difference between indoor track and field and outdoor track and field, and if that's like a big deal or not. Once again, I will try to learn as much as I possibly can about these kind of things and, and relay that information to you guys so that you guys can kind of boast to your friends that you know more about Gamecocks athletics than they do. Um, but moving into a different a different sport, uh, tennis is going on right now. Uh, the men beat the UNC Charlotte 49ers 7-0 and the Citadel Bulldogs 7-0. Um, as well as taking down the number 18 ranked UNC Tar Heels 4-3. That was the first time they had beaten North Carolina in program history. Um, your Gamecocks men's uh, tennis team is ranked ninth in the country. So I bet you didn't know we had two top 10 teams on campus right now, but we do. And one of them is women's basketball and the other one is men's tennis. So plot twist, we are a women's basketball and a men's tennis school here at South Carolina. Uh, the women's tennis team also played the other week. They unfortunately lost 6-1 to the number three ranked NC State Wolfpack team. So uh, lots of exciting information coming at you. Lots of new information, probably names you probably never heard before. And a lot of athletes in the track and field department, as well as some scores in tennis that you probably had no idea were going on. And you probably don't care. But hey, now you know. And once again, like I said, this Gamecocks podcast is is built to bring everybody information right you're going to learn a lot about track and field you're going to learn a lot about tennis Um, i'm going to try and kind of figure out the swimming and diving piece of it Uh, gamecocks online isn't very good at getting you that kind of information so i'll have to kind of dig a little deeper for that but that will be coming out soon i know they're going to blacksburg here in the next uh, i think a week and a half they're going to be up there in Blacksburg at the Virginia Tech Invitational competing so i will once that happens i'll get you some results and some information from that uh, competition. Um, but like I always say, this podcast is going to be very different. This podcast is going to be run in a way that provides information to everybody about everybody. I cannot stretch that enough. I, I think that that's something that sets our brand apart from other brands is the fact that we give everybody a chance to be acknowledged and recognized. Like, I don't know that these um, track and field athletes have ever been called out on a Gamecocks podcast before. Well, guess what? Now they all have. And that's something that is important to me and to my business partner um, at NextGen Athletics. We're a company run for all college athletics. It's it's um, it's part of our, our, our mantra. It, it's part of our, our slogan. And it's something that we find important and we feel like these are division one athletes that deserve to be respected these are division one athletes that deserve to be acknowledged and commended for their efforts because a lot of times these these men and women put a lot of effort put a lot of stress put a lot of grind put a lot of sweat tears the whole nine yards into these sports and these are division one athletes these are people that play for your south carolina gamecocks we should all love them and respect them just as much as we do the men's basketball team or the the baseball team or the softball team, right? We should give these people the proper recognition. And so that's what this podcast is for. I know this is just the second episode and last episode we didn't really get into anything outside of basketball and football. 
But today we did, and that's going to be something that you're going to see a lot more of at the end of podcasts now. And if you want to just skip on through, be my guest. But they're going to get called out on my podcast because I think that it's important. And as somebody who's played a kind of lesser known sport in, in men's soccer at a at a Division two school, I understand that you put a lot into that, and there's not a lot out of it. You know, if if you're not constantly winning, there's not a lot that comes out of it. And so I want these men and women to be recognized and so that's what we're going to do. So I know that that was kind of on a tangent there for no reason, but just wanted to kind of clarify as to, you know, maybe you were thinking why in the world are we talking about tennis, but hey, that's because it's important to me and it should be important to you. And so we're going to talk about it on the podcast, but that is going to do it for our show today. I know it was a little bit shorter, but once again, we're kind of in that slow period because, you know, women's basketball is the only team that's really winning. Men's basketball is really struggling right now, but they do take on Florida tonight. So make sure you tune into that. That game is on ESPN2 at 7 p.m. tonight. So you're going to want to gonna want to watch that and see if um, the boys can finally get the ship turned right. Last time we were on the road, we beat Kentucky. So maybe it's just playing on the road on a national stage that that gets the boys fired up, but they'll be down in Gainesville tonight. Once again, that is at 7 p.m. on ESPN2 if you want to catch that tip-off. Um, that is the only Gamecocks Athletics um, for a couple days. I know the women play again this weekend, so make sure you're on the lookout for that. I know track and field is going on this weekend as well, as long with tennis. So kind of an exciting time while not having a lot of information to cover. So once again, stick with me um, as baseball season and softball season kind of get ramped up and we get all spring sports in, in full swing. These episodes will have a lot more content. They'll have a lot more um, things to be involved with. Um, and with that being said, I'm going to try and get a couple of interviews set up. Uh, I had a couple lined up before the break. And then, um, when the break happened, there was, uh, just a disconnect. So we're going to be reaching out to a couple people again. Let me know if there's anybody you personally want me to be, um, talking to make sure you go and let me know on Twitter. You can DM me, you can comment on a post. Maybe I'll, I'll post something out that, to give you guys kind of a, a platform to comment and let me know who you want me to talk to. But hey, listen, I, I'm definitely the kind of guy that's just going to be willing to shoot somebody an email and say, hey, let's let's chat. I got a podcast. Let's go talk. So uh, let me know. I, I'm willing to reach out to anybody. So um, it, it, I mean, heck, Spencer Rattler wants to come on the show. We'll get Spencer Rattler on the show and we'll at least try. Let's put it that way. Um, but like I said, Thank you guys for for hanging with me. I really appreciate the love and the support. Make sure you go follow us on Twitter at Next, capital G, capital G for Gamecocks. I know that that's confusing. I can't figure out a better way to say it. It's Next G and then a separate G for Gamecocks. I know it's confusing, but just look up Next Gen Gamecocks and you will find us on Twitter. Maybe I'll get that changed and, and figure out a way to make that a little easier for you guys to understand. But... Be on the lookout for for that. Make sure you go follow us on Twitter. Make sure you comment, like, follow, do the whole nine yards. Subscribe to us on whatever uh, podcast network you are listening to us on. We are available on pretty much everything now. Um, I can't really think of anything that we're not on. So make sure you tell your friends about us and have a wonderful week. And I will talk to you guys next week.